So let's talk about anxiety and what you can do today to begin the process of helping it heal. If you've never listened to this podcast before and you don't know me, then welcome. I am Paul Shepard, the host of the Mindset Change podcast, and I used to have an anxiety disorder. It crippled me with panic attacks, insomnia, IBS, which is irritable bowel syndrome, I had social anxiety, health anxiety, and travel anxiety. Sounds like quite a lot, but it was centered around a nervous system that was simply buckling and under too much pressure. Now, I'm not going to go too much into my story, but if you do want to know more, message me, and I'm happy to do an episode in more detail at some point. But here's a short version so you get an idea of where I'm coming from when it comes to healing anxiety. So I suspect that anxiety was genetic in my family, and it was triggered for me by living in a home where my family was practical. They made sure I was fed and watered, but my emotional needs were left unmet. And I think some of you will be able to relate to this, but I don't remember anyone telling me when I was a child that I was loved. It was kind of assumed that I knew And recently I had a conversation with my mother and she opened up to me and told me that her parents didn't tell her that she was loved either. So these things kind of get passed on. So there's no blame. My mother was simply modelling to me what her parents did to her. And that must have been difficult for her too. Interesting, isn't it? We have these romanticised ideas of our grandparents at times. But how they were as parents to our parents can be a completely different story. Now, I think I was quite a sensitive child and I struggled to be around a father who was working very hard for his family. But due to his mood swings, due to working night shifts, wanting to have a house that was quiet, that was difficult for me. And Combined with being bullied as a child in my neighborhood and school, my nervous system was gradually pushed to the edge. I constantly felt vulnerable. I got stuck in overthinking and catastrophizing to try and feel safe, to try and find a way to resolve what I was going through. But there was no answer because I was chasing certainty. I was desperate for certainty. But of course, there was never going to be any, because nothing is certain. And interestingly enough, when you have an anxiety disorder, you doubt any level of safety that you feel you have anyway. So this constant pushing of my nervous system led to panic attacks which I have to say is probably one of the most frightening experiences I've ever had. When I had my first panic attack, I remember it very clearly. I came out of my bedroom and I was in a terrible state. My mother, panicking, simply handed me my asthma inhaler and told me what I was experiencing must be asthma. But I was so confused as... An asthma attack is very different to a panic attack. With asthma, I just couldn't breathe. 
and that led to a feeling of panic because I gasped for air. But with a panic attack, my heart was racing. I felt very sick. I was trembling all over. It was like an electric shock running through my body of pure panic. And when it was over, I began to live in fear of it happening again. So I began to seek help. And unfortunately, I had no help with my anxiety that actually worked. It was interesting. At home, I was labelled a sensitive, a sulker, and shamed for my struggles. I was so embarrassed by my anxiety, and I hated it. I just wanted it gone. I sought help from a doctor who offered me pills, which the anxiety within me tricked me into being too scared to actually take. I'm not sure if that was a good or a bad thing. The way that often medication is just thrown out to people just to simply numb what they're going through, which is a coping strategy and may have its uses at times, but sometimes isn't useful because it's the pain that we're going through that can lead to life changes, to an awakening. I think medication at times just simply gags the messenger so we can't hear what it has to say. I was also deeply interested in the spiritual world at the time. And I sought help from spiritual healers who told me that there were dark entities in my aura which needed cleansing. Well, that was frightening. And despite having spiritual healing to remove these um, entities from my aura, that didn't help either. I even, from a very young age, trained in counselling and had counselling. But that didn't help either. I sought help from self-help books, which told me that I was just thinking wrongly. And if I just thought more positively, then I could eliminate my anxiety and change my reality to boot. But I failed to think more positively because my thoughts were just so dark. I was fighting as hard as I could, but nothing was working. So it got a bit bleak. I had no hope for my future. And it was at the lowest part of my life that I had the conversation with myself about ending it all. I'd had enough. I had a bottle of pills in my hand and I just simply wanted out. And then it came. The voice. A voice from deep within me that seemed to vibrate through every cell from the core of my being. And it told me that I was getting it all wrong. I was focusing too much on my head and on my mind. And I wasn't focusing on my body. And that I would find a way to heal. Now, I can't remember the exact words because, I don't know, I wish I did remember those words. It'd be lovely, but it was more than words. It's hard to express, hard to explain because it came so strongly with feeling and knowing. And this was an awakening moment. It was from that moment that I embarked on a journey where I began to fully awaken to the truth about anxiety and also who I really am. So I want to say this to you, to you that's listening. Thank you for joining me on the show, by the way. 
If you haven't subscribed, please do. So you don't miss any more episodes. So we can help this show grow. And you can help me reach as many people as I possibly can to become less anxious and more empowered. And also, come and connect with me on the WhatsApp group, my WhatsApp community, my Patreon community, so that you're not alone. No matter the lies that anxiety can spin and tell you that you won't get better, that this is it for you, that everyone else is all right, and it's you that's not in the club, and that somehow you're an outsider, that there's something wrong with you, that you don't belong. Anxiety is isolating, and it gives you low hope. Now, why does it do that, by the way? I know it sounds quite odd, but anxiety is a messenger. It's trying to get your attention because something's out of alignment. Something's wrong somewhere. I'll talk more about that in a moment. But I want to offer you some hope so that you can feel less anxious and more empowered. And that's an incredible way to live life. That's how I live life. That's how I get to see my clients and my community live their lives. And if joining a community feels a bit difficult, you can reach out for one-to-one coaching with me where we can do some breakthrough work with anxiety. Please get your life back on track. Life's too short to struggle unnecessarily. And anxiety is kind of asking you to get yourself back on track. But we often, as we well know, become motivated towards creating change unless there's an element of pain, which is sad but true. But if you are interested in meeting some people who are going through something similar, because after all, we are all connected, whether we realize it or not, and connection can form strength. It can create courage. It can create hope. And I do some online anxiety breakthrough workshops too. So If you are interested in breaking free from anxiety, contact me. Let's see what we can do. But I wanted to share with you, I'm just going to talk about in the next few episodes, what made the biggest changes to me. And since I've been working on this healing journey, what would have helped me heal even quicker if only I'd known about these things at the time? Because even now, there's information that comes out weekly, monthly, which I think that's incredible. If only I'd known that. Not that I can live in regret, but I can share this information as part of my mission to help as many people as possible. I can share this information with you to help you. After all, that's why you're listening to this episode, isn't it? Not to find out about me, maybe a little, but also at the same time to work out what can help heal you. I think it's always important to remember that anxiety is a result of too much pressure on your nervous system, which is triggering a survival response, which is out of context with reality. And yes, it does feel totally irrational, as I've said before. Something that can be helpful to realize about anxiety is that it is a powerful message that the mind and body are using to get your attention because you are out of alignment. Without anxiety knocking at your door, asking for your help, 
asking for your attention, you're likely just to continue living out of alignment and continuing to reduce your quality of life in some way or another. And if you keep ignoring anxiety, if you keep trying to suppress it, fight it, distract yourself from it, then anxiety won't walk away and leave. It will just keep knocking louder and louder until you answer the door. Now, I would never, never have imagined myself saying this when I had an anxiety disorder because I just wanted it gone. I hated it so much. But I am very, very grateful for anxiety waking me up to deal with my old traumas, which were distorting the way I was experiencing reality, the way that I saw reality, because that was painful. Anxiety also asked me to live more mindfully in the present and not so much in the future or past. Anxiety was asking me to wake up out of autopilot. Anxiety was asking me to live life, to fully embrace life. But it's difficult to do when trapped by the conditioning of my past. Anxiety was asking me to come more out of my head and into my body. I was trying to heal anxiety through changing how I thought alone. And that was making me worse. Anxiety was in my body. The feelings in my body, the false alarms were in my body. And by beginning to soothe the body, calming down my heart rate, breathing into that knot inside my gut, it was so interesting to be aware that the more I soothed my body, the clearer and calmer my mind became. Which was strange for me because I was so used to trying to outthink my anxiety. I was addicted to overthinking, trying to find certainty, to try and change how I felt. And that didn't work so well for me. But by soothing my body, by calming it down, that clarity that I was seeking began to materialize. Here's something that I think is really important when it comes to anxiety. And it's something that I think you can relate to. And I never really thought about it this way until more recently. But anxiety was asking this of me back then. So I've included it here. Even though I was responding to the message very differently. Anxiety was asking me to stop abandoning myself. And it did it with love and firm compassion to get my shit together. As I was living a lifestyle which was harmful to my mind and to my body. I was not taking care of it at all. I wasn't even getting the basics right with sleep, hydration, exercise, caffeine, alcohol, nutrition. Interesting, isn't it? That if we get these basics right, we will feel incredibly different. And yet, there's a part of us that seems to sabotage create resistance, rebel against getting the basics right. How 
suspicious is that? Was there a part of me trying to keep anxiety around by delaying getting the basics right? Does that sound familiar to you? Anxiety kept pointing at the void I had inside. That emptiness. The feeling that something was missing. Which I was trying to fill with material goods, experiences, drugs, drink, food, distractions. Anything I could to try and numb that pain, to try to fill that void. But it wasn't going to go anywhere. That void was going to be there until I realized that I had everything I need to connect and to begin to fill that void from within by connecting to myself within. It might sound a little bit confusing. What does that even mean? Well, I'll be honest with you that even though I'm in my 50s and I've been doing this work for a long time, it's still a working progress. There is no destination where I'll go, oh, suddenly reach that level of enlightenment. There's no more work to do with myself to grow, to evolve. I've reached the end point. There's no end point. It's continual progress. And just when I think I've reached a level where I go, what else is there? Suddenly, there's another rabbit hole to explore another level begins to open up. And that is very exciting. You know, self-awareness is everything. And it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Though I'm aware that sometimes my ego might say, aren't we there yet? Aren't you a bit embarrassed that for someone who's a mindset coach, that you are nowhere near where you should be? You hear that voice that we have inside that tells us that there's something wrong with us, that we haven't reached a certain place in life that is classed as successful. And it's just an old echo that we all have from our past conditioning, where being criticized created shame, a sense of failure. And we can hold that within. And that leads to feeling tense feeling anxious. So I have a lot of work still to do with myself. It's work in progress, as I said, and I'm learning to love, be kind, can be compassionate and encouraging to me, even more so. And that has taken time. I didn't have very much guidance on this. And I have struggled in this area on so many levels. But my God, it's been worth it. I mean... Looking back at my past, I didn't have my emotional needs met for so many years of my younger life. So me taking on that role to give myself what I needed was such an alien concept. It was much easier for me to play out my old programs where I believed I was simply not good enough, not lovable, not likable. The odd one out. This was a lie my inner child used to try and protect me from future shame. But the more I connected with my inner child and the more I began to work on healing myself, I began to start seeing the deep truth within of who I really am. 
I had to recognize the self-sabotage which my inner child was using to keep that false sense of safety that comes with feeling hypervigilant, a false sense of control over a future which didn't even exist. And it's an addiction to the drama which made life feel more exciting and took me away from how I felt from the inside, took me away from that void so that I was caught up in the drama of what was going on around me. I had to learn it was okay to feel vulnerable and not to be over-controlling with reality, to make the future seem certain, because the future isn't certain, no matter what I did to try to control it. But I would still overthink to try and find some kind of certainty, to find some way to stop feeling the false alarms in my body. Can you relate? Does this sound familiar to you? I'm going to go more into what I was doing and what you can do in the very next episode and create an action plan of what you can begin to do to really change your anxiety experience. But for now, start to get those basics right. You know the ones I'm talking about. I promise you, it makes such a big difference to get your sleep right, to get that seven to nine hours of deep quality sleep. The amount of clients that I see who are physically and mentally exhausted and poor sleep habits is phenomenal. And for most of them, just a few tweaks to their sleep routine can make the biggest of differences. If you are drinking alcohol, I'll do an episode on this especially, but just stop. If it's safe to do so, just stop. It makes you more anxious. It will make you feel more stressed. So give yourself a break. The break your body deserves from such a toxic poison. There's no getting around it. It is a type 1 carcinogen after all. Get your nutrition in order. Cut down on the rubbish and give your body the nutrition it needs to help you heal. Add a bit of fermented foods to help diversify your gut microbiome. Add more fiber to your diet. Don't go crazy. Just do this gradually to help your gut adjust. Hydration is also essential. Please do some research on how much water you should drink for your body weight and begin to increase throughout the day so that you are well hydrated. Honestly, you will feel so good. Begin to move more. If you can, do some light exercise if you are not exercising already. So begin to increase your movement. That is going to be another game changer. We are aware of how impactful exercise is on mental health. So you really want to reap the benefits of movement. Do not underestimate the power of even going for a simple walk. Reduce caffeine, reduce any stimulants like vaping, nicotine. Begin to move away from them. Even those vapes that contain no nicotine have been shown to have an impact on your immune system as well as raise blood pressure. Really not great for you. So start to think of your body as something that needs a lot of care and attention right now. Come back to you. Is it time to stop abandoning yourself and to start 
meeting your emotional and physical needs. And yes, that includes stop doing so much, being the perfectionist, rushing around, people-pleasing. These are all forms of self-abandonment. It's time to come back to you, to connect with you, and the truth of who you really are. We'll be going more into that in the very next episode. But just start to get these basics right and watch that compound effect begin to take effect. But I want to say thank you so much for joining me in this exploration of my anxiety and what you can do to help yourself. If this is something that you have found useful, please share. Uh, If you haven't already, please subscribe to help the show grow. Uh, Leave me some reviews of anything that you found useful from today's episode or in the podcast as a whole. Come and join my WhatsApp and Patreon community or join my online group coaching. The feedback from those sessions has been phenomenal. And click the links in my show notes. I look forward to connecting with you. Stay awake, stay aware, and I hope you have the most incredible day. 